0: Okay, good afternoon and thank you for joining us for our update on potential flood conditions in southern and central Alberta. Uh, We'll start today with some opening remarks by Environment and Parks Minister Jason Nixon. And then we'll be joined by Lisa Jackson, Executive Director of the Environmental Emergency Branch with Environment and Parks. Over to you, Minister.
1: Thanks, John. Good afternoon, everyone. As you all know by now, there are multiple new or upgraded advisories in place for central and southern Alberta regarding river levels and we'd like to provide an update on the situation and what we expect to see over the next couple days. I'm joined today by Lisa Jackson, who's the Executive Director of Environmental Emergency Management at Alberta Environment and Parks. This afternoon, Alberta Environment and Parks stood up its Department Coordination Centre to help manage the situation. In a moment, Lisa will relay what our River Forecast Centre team is seeing right now and what their modelling suggests we will see as this rain event unfolds in the coming days. I know this is a tense time for many Albertans. This is especially true for communities that were at the center of the devastating 2013 floods. Well, I realize that having a flood warning or a flood watch in place will be especially difficult for folks in Calgary, High River, Camor, and other communities flooded in 2013. Please know that Alberta is better prepared than ever for High River events. Since 2020, Alberta has delivered more than 1,500 kilometers of new and updated flooding map flood mapping, which is more than the previous 30 years combined. And today I want to thank the hardworking engineers and our municipal partners uh, who have worked tirelessly on that mapping uh, for when these moments happen again in our province uh, as they are now. These flood maps will be extremely important in the coming days as local emergency managers work to keep Albertans safe and prevent damage to our communities. This afternoon, I have been speaking with municipal leaders in Sundry and Mountain View County, as well as uh, leadership of rural municipalities of Alberta. Uh, The government has been in contact with the City of Calgary, Alberta Municipal Associations, uh, and several other municipalities. And I anticipate uh, that we will be in contact as well with uh, several other municipalities in the coming days uh, on uh, the leadership side of their communities. While municipalities, uh, municipal governments typically respond to flooding and other local emergencies through the Alberta Emergencies Management Agency, the Government of Alberta stands ready to assist with the response if needed. To all residents in the affected communities for your safety, please follow the latest details on river conditions and forecasts in your area. Please follow directions. And if there is a need to evacuate some areas, there is not right now, but if there is a need, cooperate with your local officials who are working to ensure everyone is safe. If you haven't done so already, I encourage all Albertans to download Alberta's River app and Alberta's Emergency Alert app to be kept informed of what is taking place. A theme throughout every emergency Alberta has ever faced is this. We are in it together, we will work together, we are resilient people, and we stand by our neighbours. I will now turn things over to Lisa Jackson, the Executive Director of Environmental Emergency Management for Alberta Environment and Parks, uh, to take uh, a couple words as well as to be able to take uh, technical questions. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity today to be able to tell people what information we have to help support your flood preparedness. So uh, on behalf of the team we do have a number of experts working back at the office uh, crunching the data and putting it together so that we can understand who's at impact and who's at risk so we're watching a, a significant rain event come in we've seen it on radar already and it's starting to move into the eastern slopes and as it pushes up along the eastern slopes and we and we move upward on the mountains uh, we tend to see the rain intensify and we're looking of upwards to 150 millimeters over the next three days so that's extending into Wednesday. Uh, The the complicating factor is we have an above-average snowpack in a lot of the higher elevations and so once the rain starts to fall in those areas it intensifies and actually gives us a bit of a worse problem as that snow melt uh, increases the water flow. So we are taking a look and, and as the Minister had mentioned we're working with uh, municipalities to make sure they, they have the most up-to-date information so they can keep people safe, uh, put into place their emergency plans and make sure that things are being executed with the uh, you know, safety of people and infrastructure in mind. Uh, so we're doing what we can to support communities and as we mentioned the Rivers app it has all the updated information because as we get the forecast coming in and those are updated we have better information and we're able to uh, provide better and more specific updates. So download that app where you can see the forecaster's comments and you can see where the impacts are expected. And Yeah, so that is the information we have. Uh, I think the heaviest amounts we're looking at about the high river area as we're going upstream from there. Um, and we're just working with the communities to help understand what those impacts would be um, if, if it results in those levels and, impact and hits the community.
0: questions now if you're in the room here we'll start here and if you're could you introduce yourself along with your media outlet and uh, one question one follow-up. Sure
2: Uh, so Catherine Rakowski Alberta today do you know how many people are affected by the watches and how many people are affected by the warnings at this point? Uh, Yes so we do have there's 10 high stream flow advisories 10 flood watches And uh, I think about another order of five to six warnings and those uh, keep an eye on those because they could be updated even later today as the information Mm -hmm. comes in. Uh, It tends to be mainly around uh, the Red Deer area and south and uh, as I mentioned the information is changing and, and I know they're working on some right now and we'll be seeing some updates further this afternoon that pinpoint the area and identify the people impacted. And, and what measures have been taken with regard to like the reservoirs and dams and things? Yeah, they are preparing for that. And I know there's been a number of uh, models being run to look at how much room could be made in the reservoir, how much could be released without impacting the natural capacity of what the river could hold because we don't want to acerbate a problem. Uh, Rachel Emanuel with the Western Standard. Uh, Given the investments which Minister Nixon already named, which the city says will reduce the risk of flood by 55%, how likely do you think it is we'll see a situation similar to what we saw in 2013? Did you want Yeah so we are looking at that and we're paying very close attention to that Um, you know the infrastructure was put to be able to mitigate this type of activity and so that is in place but what our focus is right now what we're paying attention to is getting the best numbers getting the best modeling having the amounts so that we can deal with that situation so.
1: Uh, It's a great question. There's been hundreds and hundreds of millions uh, invested in flood mitigation since uh, 2013 uh, took place. Uh, And bigger things, unfortunately, that aren't quite complete yet, but that are in progress, including the Spring Bank Dam, of course, which was just recently announced. Uh, So exactly how much, uh, you know, Calgary could still be impacted, or other communities who have had flood mitigation done to it is unknown until we go through these moments. That said, what I can tell you, spending some time with the department earlier today, uh, is we feel a lot more confident than they would have in 2013 and the years before that, uh, and we're very happy that we have continued to invest as a province and municipalities have well, as well uh, to be able to deal with moments like this. Uh, but I don't anticipate that we've got it all done yet. Uh, it's just going to take uh, it's going to take many more years, unfortunately, to complete projects of that magnitude. But we are in a much better spot than we were in 2013.
2: Sure, and then you spoke a little bit about working with communities. Can you explain a little bit more about what that dialogue looks like? We'll take technical. Sure. Uh, As part of the emergency management world of course I focus on the environmental side but uh, we work really closely with the Alberta Environmental Management Agency and they were talking to the emergency managers within the different communities this afternoon and have ongoing conversations with them and providing whatever support we can as they implement their emergency plans.
1: Uh, and I, w- I would add to that, Rachel, that uh, in early days or early moments like this, one of the biggest roles of the Department of Environment and the Government of Alberta is around forecasting uh, and alerting municipalities to what may be, uh, be coming. Uh, we stand on guard, obviously, to be able to support municipalities who are the lead in an emergency with whatever uh, may come. Hopefully, uh, we don't end up in a situation where there's going to be a lot of resources needed because that means nothing has taken place. That said, we are ready uh, to help municipalities if needed. But right now, our primary uh, focus is on the forecast side of things, making sure that our dam infrastructure is ready uh, and that we're ready to be able to, uh, to respond to be able to help municipalities as needed.
0: Thank you. It looks like we have a few callers on the line. Operator, can you put through the first caller, please?
2: Adam Toy, Global. Um, uh, yes, a uh,
0: question for uh, Ms. Jackson, perhaps. Um, with all the rain on the way in the next few days, do you have an idea on how that could impact stream flow on both the North Saskatchewan and Red Deer Rivers and how that could affect uh, communities along uh,
2: those tributaries? They're definitely modeling what's happening on the Red Deer River. Uh, That one it's not as vulnerable at this point in time uh, just due to the ability to control some of that through Dixon Dam and some of the other uh, infrastructures we have in place. But again we're really keeping a close eye on that um, you know the situation can change very quickly and you know so we are watching that to make sure that we're keeping up to date with the information as it starts to play out. Uh, for North Saskatchewan River, I don't have information on that right now. It looks like the system is uh, staying to the south, so I yeah, we don't have information um, or concerns about that at the moment.
0: Did you have a follow- up, Adam? Uh, yeah, a follow-up for the minister. Um, you mentioned some of the some of the yet to be completed uh, flood mitigation projects, especially for Calgary. I'm wondering if you've got updates on the feasibility study for the upstream reservoir on
1: the Bow River. So it's extremely important that we complete uh, infrastructure for both on the Springbank side, for the Elbow, as well as for the Bow River to be able to complete all the flood mitigation needed for Calgary. Uh, that study has been fully funded by Treasury Board and is being undertaken by uh, Alberta Environment and Parks. Uh, we're near nearing a point uh, where a recommendation on a potential dam location uh, would be for the bow uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a big job to be able to do that from an environmental perspective and there's going to be uh, some regulatory hurdles uh, along the way but the department continues to work tirelessly to be able to make sure that eventually we have a piece of flood mitigation on the Bull River. Unfortunately that won't be completed uh, for for, the, for this spring uh, but uh, I, I want to assure uh, Calgarians and Albertans that uh, this is a high priority for Alberta Environment Parks to complete both of the- key pieces of infrastructure long-term for the City of Calgary uh, and for southern Alberta.
0: Okay, operator, can you put through the next question, please?
2: Tony Cesskis, CBC. Yes, hi. I just had
0: uh, one question. Uh, in 2013, one of the problems uh, with the flooding uh, was that they washed out the monitoring um, stations, and so people weren't aware of uh, what was coming down uh, the rivers, particularly uh, in High River. Uh, are, is, is the system uh, more resilient to uh, those sorts of conditions than last time? Are you confident you're going to get the information that you need going forward?
2: Yeah, so that is something for sure we've been talking to our counterparts about uh, to make sure those are in place. And we, you know, sometimes the water is uh, very strong. It can wash that equipment away. We do have secondary that we can get out and deploy as needed. We have some backups and redundancy. So it's very much on the top of our radar at at this time to make sure that we're getting good monitoring information.
0: Okay. Any follow-up? Well, I guess i would only ask you, are you confident that what is in there now will give you the information that you need for this current flood event? Or, sorry, it's not a flood event. Uh, for this
2: current situation. Yeah and and, you know we just at at every point when we do these kind of uh, situations we use the best information that we have uh, whether it be modeling or the monitoring data and you know there are some assumptions and some uh, engineering that we can apply to that and we do but uh, yeah I'm confident we have the best information we can and we'll be making decisions and sharing that as best as we can with communities as well.
0: Okay no more questions here in the room. Okay well thanks everyone have a good day.